0: Welcome to Gardener's Podcast, so happy to have you guys with us. I'm joined by Michael Petrella, Amanda Petrella, and hey. Seth Weiss. Hello. Hello. And I'm Darren. Yes. How are you guys doing today? That's true. Doing well.
1: We're good. We're in our
2: Cozy. cozy. We're cozy. It's, it's raining. It's raining today. It finally feels like fall. I'm having a great time. Did
3: you guys hear that, uh, that thunderclap that sounded like a train oh hit our building? Yes.
1: I took a phone call outside. 'Cause there's no space in our building for me to take this phone call. Ooh. And the thunder yeah. hit so loud I literally jumped. <laughs> I looked like it idiot. hit.
2: I just came back from a meeting with Costa mesa, so I must have missed that. It Ooh.
1: was like, so it was oh it was,
0: it was, it was really loud. It
1: was so loud. They're
3: having uh, they're meeting outside in the sanctuary and I was in the production room and it hit so loud and I grew up in the Midwest, I know thunder. Yeah. But it's just not gone. used to not it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, 10 years I've been here. And I jump up and run out because I think like a car just ran into the side <laughs> of the building or something like <laughs> it legitimate. Like, well, it was what happened. super, yeah.
0: super loud. Wow. Um, for those of you that know our space, you know that people that roll trash cans go around our sanctuary all the yeah. time. And it, it sounded like... 30 of them at the same time oh, just rammed into the side of the fence. Oh, I missed that. I missed all that. It was big. It was a big one. Yeah. Also,
1: all of the other businesses in Peter's Landing. They were running outside to take videos. Right. Of course, like That's it's the most California rain. thing. Yeah, yeah, California like, thing. not snow, not hail. <laughs> I mean, I mean here, <laughs> here's a California like, oh, thing. How do you
0: catch thunder? You're, you're from California, Michael, yep. oh, Amanda. Yeah. Also California. Here's a California That's thing. It. Does this also reflect from where you guys grew up? I'm always surprised when it rains. Uh, a pleasantly surprised. Yes.
1: I'm obsessed with the weather app. Yeah. So actually. Okay. I always know. I, mean, I, yeah. I check it like 10 <laughs> I minutes mean, in advance. Seth,
0: you're, you're just like, oh, it's raining again.
3: <laughs> I mean, anymore, no, because it's been a decade. Yeah. But before like, I don't know, in the Midwest, like weather happens. It yeah. doesn't really happen out here. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're very
3: rarely like, yeah. oh, holy, wow. Well, that's why I'm always that's, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I had no idea it was going to rain today. Zero the other clue. Californian
2: <laughs> thing that maybe us three can like agree on and maybe is different. I feel like if you're born and raised in California, you're not good at geography. Um, Mm. I like specifically American geography. Like I know the West coast, I know Texas, anything to Texas, anything that uh, is adjacent to California, like Nevada after that, I don't know anything, Most, but I feel like no, you're probably some really good. East
3: Coast, though, you know some, you know, like yeah, you, you Florida. Were,
2: like, but I, can't, I can't tell you where Florida. New York is. Like, like I, I,
3: I, I,
0: I, I, I know, I know. Like, it's like I know we get too lost on like. that trail and, and flyer anyway. states Amanda, like I love your socks. Bringing
1: it back, thanks.
0: We just we need to we need to make mention for those of you that can not see it. <laughs> I told She's her not, not to wear them. Christmas socks before Thanksgiving.
1: I, I,
2: that, which, I told her not to wear. I, I didn't. I told I, her the people couldn't handle it. No, you said
1: don't impose your beliefs on people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you like we are
1: a family stuff. that does Christmas before Thanksgiving but don't impose that. <laughs>
2: it's like it's fine in the confines of our home. So like, we put our Christmas tree up this week but then she's like can I
0: wear we, this? I, I saw that. I saw it. The, I was like we what? Did. It was it's super ironic because you did video announcements recently and you made a very big point of you know, Christmas, Christmas comes after Thanksgiving. You uh-huh. can't skip over it and I'm like okay, I don't think that's true.
1: <laughs> I'm rebranding myself. <laughs> I'm in the phase of rebranding. Here
2: we go. We don't practice what we preach. We just like tell other people what bothers you. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) This is what bothers me.
1: I had to say something funny.
0: Of course. Well, (laughs) to segue into our conversation today, I think a lot of people say this is what bothers me. When churches want to talk about money, money, mm-hmm. when Same. churches talk about money, yeah. it tends to be cringy, yeah, it yeah. tends to be pass the bucket around because totally we need more. Give me, give me. Um, Amanda, you were on stage talking about finances. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Amanda is our pastor of operations. Mm-hmm. You prepared a lot. What do you have to say about uh, encapsulating Sunday and why we were talking about money?
1: Yeah, so we talked about money um, because it first really matters to God's heart. Um, we see Jesus talk about money more than anything in the scriptures, so obviously there's something connected to that for us. Mm. Um, we also, someone told me this recently, that it, it's difficult to gauge and this could probably be debated, but it's difficult to gauge the spiritual maturity of a church because there aren't as many like external things that you can look at to gauge that. Like yeah. if I'm leading worship, I could look in the church and I could see people with their eyes closed. I could maybe see people raising their hands and that could maybe help me gauge if people are involved if they're participating in worship. Um but it's so different looking at spiritual maturity and we were talking to someone recently who was like the number one way to actually look at people's spiritual maturity is if they're giving, if they're generous. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very practical, physical way to like gauge the health. Actually, I think he might have said health instead of maturity. The spiritual health of your church is interesting connected to how they give, how they're generous. Mm. Um, which that's what, like, sparked a desire to talk about this in me, at least, um, because we're always wanting to gauge, like, where is our church at in regards to spiritual health? I mean, in health in all five spheres, but, um, yeah, I don't know, just, it's, it's really important to, I think, assess how people are, and not just giving finances, but stewardship in general, which is what Darren presented for us on mm-hmm. Sunday, um, yeah. talking through, yeah, how are we stewarding or the entirety of our lives? And obviously our finances, our resources are such a huge part of that. But um, stewardship of your soul, he said stewardship of your grief, like mm-hmm, so many mm-hmm. good things. So Yeah,
0: yeah. and this is from uh, Sunday's talk, which yes. the title of the sermon portion was Stewarding Abundance. Mm-hmm. And Darren was able to give a very compelling talk about it's not just the church wants money. it That has nothing yeah, to do with it. Yeah. It's, abundance there's more and as stewards of the kingdom and and material things and relationships and emotions it's like we want to steward everything well Mm -hmm. and we don't Mm want to steward it in a scarcity mindset we want to do it with this abundant abundant mindset Mm um and uh, seth i wanted to get get your take um listening to this because you're you're our audio engineer wizard and you get to, <laughs> yes. you get to listen to every single talk more than once. Yeah. Um, what was your big takeaway from listening to Darren, Amanda, and Alex talk about money for so long?
3: Mm. My big takeaway, I think, was because um, the stewardship piece. Darren's talked about that in depth, and I think like being on staff, I've heard it more, and also referencing the podcast and stuff. Um, but. A big piece was bringing up Amanda, yourself, and Alex and having them go through the things that they're dealing with day to day. So you guys are dealing with the monies. You guys are seeing it. You're seeing how it's... You're not just reading the reports and being like, cool, someone processed this. You're the one actually taking it and processing it. And there's so much beauty that you brought Hmm. in that that was... not only like very transparent, but also you walking into it and your story, just like you briefly touched on your distrust in the church.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. Like that's a big thing that I think that gets missed a lot of times is like people just don't talk about that. Totally. Mm -hmm. And the church as a whole has done a poor pretty poor job. The American sure. Church specifically, I can speak to that. Yeah. Of both the transparency and also what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are like, like you you think of you think of where this money going and you see these huge buildings and you see Go there. And you, you just Uh-oh. see this money and stuff being spent and you're like Wait, this is what you're doing with God's money. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is your money. This is got You're stewarding this, and this is what you've decided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not so much bad things, even. Right. But a lot of people don't even talk about it. Right. 100%. You know what I mean? Where's the value in it? And you see someone like spend a ton of money. We'd spend a lot of money to move in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we talked about the value and why we did it. Yes. Like yeah. it actually took me a minute to be comfortable
1: mm-hmm.
3: spending as much to buy a brand new sound system totally. because yeah. I'm such a like, no, make it work. Yeah. Like, yeah Google, yeah. making good choices. Totally. Yeah. yeah, but the board here specifically trusted me with this money and yeah. said, you will steward this well. Yeah. Do it. We trust you. And that transparency was really beautiful to see mm-hmm. from the stage. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah that's so cool. When you asked like why we wanted to talk about this, that was one of the main reasons was, and one of the main talking points, even as we like were preparing for this talk on Sunday, was like, we have to be transparent about this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that marks our church in so many different ways. Like our worship leaders are transparent, our teachers are transparent, our staff is transparent, our kids leaders, like that is something we really value. I I think that's what makes Garden Church so beautiful, partly, and why people love calling Garden home. So yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. have to be transparent because so many churches aren't. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I think there's a different level of like trust that we get to build um, mm-hmm. with our church. So
2: Each yeah. time, each service, as you and Alex were talking about it, I was moved to um, em- like just emotionally. I was mm-hmm. so, I knew the facts. I'm like, we're on staff. We, I kind of know the bigger picture, but there was just something about talking about the financial piece, the behind the scenes, why we're making decisions. I feel like there's a lot of assumptions that go on and there's a lot of distrust or even just fear. I think just money culturally in the West, we don't talk about money. It's it's like it's yeah. a social taboo to talk about how much are you making where other cultures that's actually like a normal part of conversations like, hey, what 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 are you making? It's very open, transparent. But for mm-hmm. us in the West, that is not the case. Yeah. And so I got so emotional when you were each time you and Alex shared because I was like, wow, like there's such an intentionality with this, um, regarding our community and regarding our church. And it it was just really cool to to mm-hmm.
1: hear. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Um, Michael, I'm gonna put you on the spot a yeah. little bit here. Yeah, I'm here. Um, you mentioned in the West, we don't typically talk about money. Yeah, and I have my own ideas about why that is, but what would you say is an underlying reason why we in the West are not talking about how much we make, or how much did your car cost, or how much yeah. did your house cost? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a really that's a really great question. I wish that I was a social expert I do have a minor in sociology but oh, yeah, that minor expert a minor expert
1: sociology minor <laughs> yeah
2: like a community college <laughs> like i just got it cuz i wanted to get out of the community college was like what what
0: minor can you give? is that a disclosure you're, you're yeah
2: this is a disclosure um <laughs> I, I don't know i i think there's something about the privatization of our lives and the compartment compartmentalization of our lives in the west and so you see that this lived out with our faith you see this lived out it's like it's me and jesus or me and my family and jesus but like there's so many couples as we walk through premarital uh as as pastor john and i walk through premar- premarital like classes with people where like they don't talk about money there are people who are in marriages who yeah. they don't talk about it's a taboo thing like they don't know about the debt that someone else carries like they don't know about um how much the other person's making there's kind of this ambiguity and i feel like there's shame i feel like there's kind of like a uh maybe a pride depending on like what where you are on that scale um i think there's also just like um uh, Just, it's my business. No one is allowed to know it, which is a very American Western thing. It's like, this is what I'm doing. This is my business. No one has any say, regardless the church, especially because of the way that it's abused its power and abused its like benevolence, like, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least like the trusted benevolence of people. And I also feel like, yeah, there's also in the West, like uh, no one else other than my family can really know this about me, but again, like I said, there's people who even keep it from other family, and I think there's that 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 I think shame if you are in debt, or shame of like how much you're not making, and so yeah, I think there's just so much taboo around it, um, comparison. I mean, like the the list goes on, and I think it just continually finds itself in a web of like our lives and like um, keeps us from showing up fully and honestly around this conversation Mm -hmm. well i think
1: we carry a mindset that we own it yeah which is what makes it private because you're Uh like this is my this is my claim this is like what i own in this world yeah Yeah. so why would i like share that information with people no one else needs to know that this is like my property my
0: yeah. Or, yeah it's, it's not worth boasting about. It's not worth yeah. you know, anything. Um, I'm thinking also like what do you do for work is probably one of the first questions that you ask a yeah. new person totally. because it's so tied to our identities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's um, we want to know, oh, who are you? You Naturally gravitate. Well, I work at this and I do this for a living, and you know this is my career. But you've never said anything about who you are. Yeah, we tie it all to what we do and what we what we see that we're worth, and we tie our Mm -hmm. work and our money so much to our identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it becomes almost impossible to have these conversations because we don't want to be vulnerable with our debt or with our spending habits or with Mm -hmm. how our lack of generosity, it's, it's nothing to, to be proud of Mm -hmm. anything that we do with our money, which is a very sad thing. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think right off the bat, I wanted to, to have you answer that. And and that was, I loved it. Um, when we have this conversation, we want to hold humility. Mm -hmm. Um, and i love a That's quote good. from rich velodis uh, that we as christians being humble people have nothing to prove nothing to possess mm. and nothing to protect so good yeah. and as we're talking about money it's like i can say i can i'm i'm a barista i take out the trash i'm a maid i'm a like whatever yeah. i'm a doctor i'm a neural scientist mm-hmm. perf- engineer person whatever yeah. like it doesn't matter and i'm not coming into the conversation Saying this, like it means so much, or it means very little. Mm -hmm. Like it, it actually has no bearing on my soul. Mm -hmm. My soul is protected. My identity is hidden in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, for those of you that are listening, that are new to the conversation of money and work and how it affects your identity, uh, we want to grow towards uh, maturity in this space that yeah. way we can have conversations around it and not feel so yeah like it's so tearing us apart in the inside. Right. Yeah. yeah. Amanda, mm-hmm. when you are talking with money, has mm-hmm. it always been this easy for you?
1: No. No, absolutely not. I have had the privilege and honor of doing the giving talk on Sundays for a couple years now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would really only say the last six months have I felt like, okay, I can like stand on stage and talk about this. Mm. And I think it's because I am just so aware of what people are carrying into that conversation. And I'm someone who, I mean, whatever people are like, I'm an empath, but like I'm standing in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm a pastor. Like yeah. I stand in their room and I, I'm like, I, am, I I, care about what people are feeling and carrying. You can see it on their faces. You can see it mm-hmm. when they tune out and look at their phone. and. Mm-hmm yeah, I think just like carrying all of those preconceived um, notions before I even step on stage to talk about it makes me nervous. But yeah, I love, so part of my role, um, I oversee HR too. So I'm the one who kind of onboards really every staff member into like most things, but specifically love bringing new people into the budgeting process because As we were talking about transparency, like I just, the longer I've been in this role, I'm like, there is nothing to hide. There's just actually nothing to hide, which like makes it so freeing to be able to, yeah, onboard people into that process to stand on stage and talk about our finances. Like, regardless of how weird people are feeling out there, I actually don't have to feel weird at all because there is absolutely nothing to hide. And I think that's finally starting to like sink in a little bit Mm. um, over these last few months. and yeah sunday I, when, felt great
0: and when, when seth and michael were talking about how beautiful it was to hear you and alex talk mm-hmm. about money yeah. i think we all felt it like mm-hmm. your comfort level it saturated the room and so it cool. kind of put everyone else at ease That's like so cool. we're gonna talk about money and then you guys started talking and you're like yeah. oh this is it's not that bad yeah and it, it actually became quite good um not you know, due to how well you presented it, but just like your demeanor, how well um, you guys we're just so casual and very simple and just held mm-hmm. things very loosely for everyone to observe and to, and to celebrate, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of celebration that we, when we talk about money, yeah. um, there's no shame involved. There's no um, like scarcity involved. Yeah. And even when, even when churches in general, but even specifically garden church, like sometimes we have an ask, sometimes we need to ask. Yeah, for sure. There's no shame in that. It's yeah. like, Hey, partner with us mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, what has been your observation with the conversation of money as a person on staff, but also just someone that loves Jesus and a family man? You got two kids now. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> family man. <laughs> Luke and Sam,
3: um, I think I kind of covered my observation of it from both inside and outside a little bit with what I was saying before. Um, one thing I'm reminded of a lot of is the old saying, like, if you want to know where someone's heart is, look at their checkbook. Mm-hmm you can't say time is money and money is time, but at the same time, you dedicate so much of your life to going to work. Mm-hmm. So you invest the thing that can never get back, which is time. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you trade it for currency mm-hmm. and then you trade that for things or experiences yeah. or whatever. And so when we, as a church, ask for people to donate money, we were very aware of what that means, what the implications mm-hmm. of that are. And I don't think a lot of people look into that or think about what this money stands for. Yeah. This is X amount of, if you took like the average imp- like wage, this is X amount of hours yeah. that our congregation mm-hmm. has worked. Sure, yeah. And it's a really like, it's just a thing to like keep your mind on. And I think like we've done that pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool just to, to observe that mm-hmm. and breaking it back to, stewardship of what are you, what can you steward? Like how do you steward your time mm-hmm. and steward your money? How much time do you spend here or there or there or whatever? Like this is the gift that we are given. Yeah. So how are you taking care of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I come back to when the conversation of money is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I go off topic? No. no okay. Was I was no, like, no, I was feel like I kind of like uh, yeah, steered no, the like, a road a little bit. Cause <laughs> that's one thing that it's like, hopeful. yeah. That like I constantly come back to is you tithe 10% of money, but do you tithe 10% of time hmm. and do you tithe 10% of your social, do you tithe? So, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
1: interesting. It's a question I've been
3: asking myself yeah. specifically. I've thought about it before, but ask myself for the past two days, like I'm now on staff. I'm paid for my time here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I used to donate my time to churches. Mm-hmm. Like I've done that. I was actually very weary of coming on staff. So I'm totally. like this is where I give. This yeah. is how I serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm paid for what I used to do to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if now I am being
0: compensated for the time that was my giving.
1: Yeah. Like
0: mm-hmm. where am I giving time? Right. Yeah. It's good that you're having those questions because mm-hmm. I've been in church environments where the paid time Is wrongfully considered your giving time. Yeah. Like, oh, I prayed today, I I studied today, I gave a Bible study today and got paid for every second of it. Yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. it it's like it doesn't count, but um that goes more towards like the heart of us as individuals. Like we're still people Mm. and Money and time aside, like, how are we building Being our... Culti- cultivating our relationship yeah. with God through the means of generosity, specifically when it comes to money and time. Mm-hmm. And I love how you bring yeah. those, those two together. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an observation after Sunday, mm-hmm. and I wanted to pitch it here yeah. in this group. Drop it. Okay. Um, so... The conversation of generosity, because that was like the goal of what we wanted to be invited into as a church is, you know, we're technically still in the, um, the Jesus people series. We want to know how to be more like Jesus and in the concept and idea of money and giving and being generous, we are being called to steward our stuff well, steward our time and money and, and relationships and, and all these, all these things well, I find That the topic of generosity is very heavy on the giving side, yeah, yeah, and not so much on the asking side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, so let me talk a little bit about that, and I I would love to get your guys' thoughts. Yeah, there's a friend of mine um, who on Sunday had car problems with their with their car battery, Hmm. and my first thought was, oh, we're talking about generosity. Mm. Ask for help,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: friend of mine mm-hmm. asked for help. Yeah. You're going to get a car battery. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. And the, it, it was not much of a struggle, but like, you know, as we think about, oh, I can actually afford this. I can actually pay for it myself. I I can, I can do it. Like, but mm-hmm. that wasn't the point I kept on encouraging. Hey, ask for a car battery. Mm-hmm. So my friend asked for a car battery and, you know, long story short, you know, uh, someone from their house church came, took them to Costco, got mm. the right battery installed wow. it. Like everything's, everything's taken so, care yeah. of. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this is what the kingdom is. Yeah. 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 But they could have not asked. Yeah. And yes. done it all themselves. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, if we're contributing to a healthy ecosystem of generosity.
1: Yeah.
0: Asking is playing a pretty major part in
3: that.
2: 100%. Yeah.
3: Asking and, there's not only the asking peace there's just the being willing to receive peace yeah. The are willing to receive this is, is something that like about the pa- about a year ago I started battling is like I hated when people like paid for stuff for me mm. it was just one of these like I don't know if it's a pride issue probably is but like it's just one of these things where like, like
1: I'm telling you. Yeah.
3: like <laughs> it's just like you hate to be an inconvenience or you hate to be like oh no don't worry about it it's not like yeah. I can always afford it but it, like it's one of these things of like I hate to be put somebody else out. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And every time you don't let someone do that, you don't allow them to be generous. Yeah. And yeah. that was something I had to almost struggle with to the point where like um one of our one of our elders takes me out once a month and we go get mm-hmm. lunch. Cool. And I brought my intern with and he bought us both lunch and you know what? I didn't blink. I let him do it. Yeah. And it was one of these That's things sure. where <laughs> yes. internally yeah. I'm like
0: could you take me
3: next time
1: but
3: but it was wait. one of those things that like it actually it takes something of me pausing and like no he said he's gonna he he said he is yeah. just taking care of him yeah yeah and I'm not gonna like f fi- i am not going to like I invited somebody else yeah knowing
1: he would pay. that he would pay <laughs> yeah yeah
3: and I don't think I was in the wrong no no no, no, no. and it was one of these things where it definitely was like an internal like struggle totally Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i
1: feel the same way i feel the same way i feel like go ahead like i don't i don't want you to think i can't provide for myself
0: yeah i don't
1: want you to think i can't take care of myself and i don't want you to think i'm ever going to take advantage of you i think that's the piece almost as much as anything but i think you're so right it's like robbing people of the opportunity to like act in the way of Jesus and be generous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly what you're saying. We have to like ask and mm-hmm. be willing. Yeah. Don't you have a really good story about this? You were just telling me about talking to another pastor at Sea Rock and...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't even know where to start. I've, let me just start I'm with this. I'm putting you in a spot too, sorry. Let me start with this. Um, I remember uh, Darren, he connected me with some of his mentors and he told me like you always buy them lunch and so when i would meet with them they would offer to buy lunch or a coffee or whatever and i would like put like the card down and say no i'm going to buy you lunch because they're older and i want to honor them and they would like be so angry they're like no like like I'm gonna buy you lunch, and and in my head I like froze because I was like I'm supposed to do this and and but like they want to do this I'm like I'm like I don't know where to I was like where do what, what hill do I die on and that like always <laughs> stuck with me because I was like I I, I let them because it was them wanting to be generous and and you want that you want that kind of culture where everyone's fighting for generosity not that fake kind of to appear generous but to genuinely be generous and the story that I was reminded of or, or th- that that reminded me, I was reminded of that story when I was meeting with this pastor because I wanted to get him coffee. I was like, I really honor and respect this guy. And he came up for coffee and I was like, I like, uh, I gave the cashier, I was like, Here's my card, pay for them. And he saw that and he took it and he like threw it at my face and it was really rude, but it was also like, okay. (laughs) What kind of mentors are you hanging out with? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm learning, I'm learning a lot, but what, (laughs) what he was, he, he told me a story where he, um, he was serving at a church and he like, there was a guest speaker and the guest speaker let went after a day of preaching, went back to his hotel room. He was driven by this guy to his hotel room. So it was maybe like 30, 45 minutes away. By the time they got to the hotel room, speaker realized I left my Bible at the church. And so the guy, he's like, I'll go get it. So he ended up spending his time going back to the church, 45 minutes back, grabbing the Bible, coming back to the hotel room. And by the time he got to the hotel room, the pastor walked to a bank, came back and he had a wad of cash for this guy who was just like, did this favor for him. And it was like, it was like a a generous amount, like, like just, I don't know the amount, but he said it was just, <laughs> it, it embarrassed him receiving that much. And he essentially said, I can't accept this. I can't, this I can't accept this. I can't accept this. And the speaker put it in his hand, took his Bible, put the, <laughs> the cash in his hand. And he said, um, you, you, we often pray for God's generosity and we, will often reject it when it finally shows up because it's not how we expect it to be mm-hmm. and so since then he never says no to receiving generosity except when I chose <laughs>
1: except, except for me
2: but what What? he's got one exception one exception <laughs> Just but, Michael. but it changed the way that he's generous and um, Darren has like spoken at his church and he said it's the most generous and hospitable uh, environment he's been a part of. And I think we as a staff have, um, been pushing towards that because of what he's experienced. And mm. I am just thinking about like, you know, what is the difference from hospitality and generosity and all of that versus like philanthropy. And so some of us, like we are happy to give money cause it's like extended from our time or whatever but there's like this real vulnerability when you want to be generous. Cause you're like in relationship with people and yeah. like you being generous is not putting owing someone, but you're saying like what you're showing is that you also need to be, um, r- receive generosity at some point. And we talk about the garden. I think the phrase mm-hmm. is if you don't bring your needs to your house church or to your friendships or to whatever, you're robbing the church from being the church. And, I think at the heart of it, like that's what family is about. Like we Mm -hmm. are family together. We're Mm -hmm. living together. We're supposed to be, we're the new family of God. God is our father. We have brothers and sisters. And like in a, like you're again with your brothers and sisters, your, your spouses um, and your kids, you're not going to hide needs. You're not going to hide your financial uh, needs from one another. You should be inviting everyone in it. And for them to be able to, like out of their generosity help, especially in your nuclear family. So even more so with the family of God, because it takes precedence. The priority is lifted up. And so I think Mm. we need to like be willing to receive that as much as like give it away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's really hard because when we hide our finances or we hide that piece of us, it's easy to feel shame when we're like asked yeah. for help. And so I think there's also that piece of that. So um, I think it's really important to like make sure we receive generosity as much as we give it and be a part of that culture of generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I always think about if someone asked me, like Michael, if you asked me, can you buy me some food? I forgot my lunch today. I'd be more than happy to help. Yeah. And somehow I think to myself like, oh, but if I were to ask Michael, that would be so embarrassing for me. Yeah. I don't want to do th- I don't want to, you know, put him out. I don't want to like, mm-hmm. you know, impose it. Like I can just hand, I can just suck it up. Yeah. yeah. And that is me being, you know, having a double standard for myself because I would be more than happy to help, mm-hmm. but I assume that uh, that's not true of other people and it's completely yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is at the heart of that? Could you buy me lunch tomorrow? <laughs> I will throw the card in your face. <laughs> it's like yes. a, a friend of mine, his mentor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but what's at the heart of that? What's at the heart of that, that you don't want to receive it and think you underneath don't think you deserve it. You don't think you deserve it. Or we don't want to appear weak. You yeah. we don't want to appear like that. We are, we need help. Like, I, and as what you were saying cute. that, I was like, I wouldn't ask you, <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> I like, yeah. like, like, I would
1: never do that. No, no. But
2: like, but what's, what's that about? And it, it just, I think yeah. it uncovers like what is in our culture that we're afraid to do that. Some people are unafraid and I find it so in, uh, refreshing. They're like, Hey, um, uh, I'm here out of town. Can you help me like find a place is there anyone in your community that has like an extra room? I'm like, I'm so happy to Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But I would hate to impose that whenever I visit and I have a friend in a town, like I'd rather pay a hotel room than impose on anyone. But like, that's the whole point of being family is that we should be willing to be inconvenienced by one another. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's obviously like, I hope people listening are like, well, now your game plan is not to just ask everyone in your house church, like, "Can you buy me family? Uh, uh, can you buy me? Can you buy me lunch for the next week, um, just so I don't have to like spend money?" But it's like, no, in a, healthy, in a healthy, in a healthier re- environment, when you do, when you are in need, you should just be able to say, like, "Hey, I need help." Yeah, and. Um, yeah, so I
0: think that's just an observation like what yeah. is underneath that. It, I it think puts a it. new light to when Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. It's like, Gee. Michael, <laughs> you don't have a burrito in your hand because you yeah. didn't ask for one. I I and I, I can't buy you a burrito now because yeah. you didn't ask. And it's not this like, oh my goodness, I need to come under and make this grand gesture. It's just like, I'm hungry can you help me? Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a sweet thing. And I can say firsthand in our own house church that, you know, I, I forgot who it started with, but like there was these needs that popped up mm-hmm. and people were so lavish. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where we got, a, we got a, a text message back in a group chat, please stop sending money. I have more than enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, Come
3: on. That's what you want. I've got another, I've got a really good house church story. This Do is it. This is our, like my personal family receiving, which is rad. Mm. But, um, we were given a bedroom set and we we're just buying a house. Ruth. It was for Ruthie's first, like, Uh-oh. you know, bedroom set. And so we go over to pick it up and it's one of Sarah's like coworkers. And she's like, okay, here it is. And we had thought it was coming with the mattress. And so we we're given this free gift, which is rad, Yeah. but it was, you know, we wouldn't have gone out and luck look- looking for this per uh-huh, se. Uh-huh. But, um, we're taking it home and we're kinda of like Great. Okay, so we weren't mm-hmm. expecting to purchase a mattress. Mm-hmm. And so uh my uh my house church pastor at the time, Ezra, I was just chatting with him, like I was gave him a call, just we were just talking. And he's like, What are you up to? And I was like, Oh, we just picked up this bedroom set, it was rad, but Kept a mattress. Kind of <laughs> bummed. We're like really like it's the one thing you have to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have your bed, and he, he, it was just like one of those unexpected. We just moved. Blah blah blah. It's not like we couldn't buy a mattress. Sure, we were not. You know, we could have purchased a mattress, and we were going to purchase a mattress because we had to. Um, but my house church, without even like telling us, yeah. just ordered one. Wow, come on, and it just showed up. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things where it was just a really, really beautiful
1: yeah.
3: thing. Mm-hmm. They saw a need and they saw like, it's not like we couldn't do this, but they were just blessed us yeah. with generosity above and beyond yeah. what we needed or even what we were asking for. yeah. And all we had to do is go, thank you.
2: Yes. yeah. And yeah. that
3: was like, that was one of the most beautiful ones that I've been the recipient recipro- Reciprocant. Reciprocant Reciprocant There yeah. we go I'm like Recipient
2: Recipient There recipient, we go Recipient got
1: one. it Reciprocant Sorry
2: is, is that, That's a word right? That's, no It's a word <laughs> It is a word Is it? Yeah Recipient sounds sexier, so we'll go with that.
3: That's
1: the goal. That's the gauge for everything.
0: Sexy words.
2: Yeah.
3: But yeah, no. That was that
2: was just
1: to be on
3: that end of that Mm -hmm. of unnecessary grace
0: and blessing. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kingdom. Yeah, yeah and this yeah. is what this is what we got to talk about on Sunday. Yeah, and this is what we want to grow in mm-hmm. as we get better at giving mm-hmm. generously and receiving generously. Yeah, um, I am thinking about what am I thinking about? Uh, I'm thinking about a story of a an individual in a community who was like not. Doing so well financially Mm. And everyone would always give him like You know, spare clothes or whatever But it was always like The ripped up suit Mm. jacket And like he never had nice stuff Because no one ever gave him nice stuff And he couldn't afford to buy anything for himself Mm. Mm -hmm. And... Um, the the story comes from the perspective, I think he was a pastor, but that's besides the point. Um, he was like, oh, I'm going to be so generous with this person. I have this old suit of mine that I'm going to give him. It's not that bad. Hmm. And then when he goes to put it in this, in this gentleman's closet, he realizes he's had a long history of just like receiving the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so like the story goes is that he like takes him shopping to buy a brand new suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as we're thinking about being generous, we tend to give what's the most convenient. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, oh, I have I have five extra dollars in my wallet. That doesn't hurt to give a homeless guy five dollars. Yeah. Um th- this is gonna sound like I'm bragging, maybe I'm losing my reward or anything. But anyways, <laughs> I had told myself like lead by when example. I, when I have something in my wallet, I and I feel prompted, I will give it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was walking away from Ralph's the other day in in Long Beach. Yep. You guys know the we know one. The one. <laughs> I was driving past. There was a dude, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna stop him, give him money." I had a hundred dollar bill in my wallet. Mm. Yikes! That hurt. Yeah, that yeah. hurt a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking away from that. Yeah, um, yeah. And I did, and. That's what we want to be. Yeah. We don't want to be stingy. We don't mm-hmm. want to be Scrooge, because yeah. um, Christmas is coming up. We don't want to be Scrooge with our giving, you know <laughs> yeah. We yeah. want to be lavish. and I think about what da- what King David said, "I will not sacrifice to the Lord that which cost me nothing." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want to go above and beyond. And we, we even want to be OK when it feels like other people are taking advantage. Yeah, of what we're giving. Yeah, uh, because again, I I have all these stories. But Jesus, when he fed the five thousand, what did it say? Like people were following him because he fed them. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Be okay with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I mean, the people of God have always given like the first, like mm-hmm. the best, the first. I'm thinking about like the festival of first fruits yeah, that yeah. the Go Israelites practice. I was like, <laughs>
2: that was really cool when you, when we, when you, you first like, uh, discovered that and you're like, did you know this? I was like, I had no idea. So yeah, like, I got like,
1: like really deep into this because <laughs> I oh, taught on up. generosity a couple of years ago and just like went really deep into this rabbit hole about the festival of first fruits but basically at the beginning of the i don't even know all the terms but the the harvest no they would have planted their crops the first like bunch of crops that actually came up they um the farmers would tie something to it they tie like a ribbon or something so if they planted all of these vines all of these rows of grapes the very first ones that popped up at the at the first of the season they would tie something to it then they would let it grow throughout the rest of the season and when it came to harvesting they would go harvest the things that had kind of that tied ribbon on it and that's what they would donate to the lord that's what they would give to the lord in the temple it's crazy and they wouldn't just bring it to the temple they would like throw this lavish Mm. party beforehand and like bless it they would like deck out these cows and get them all dressed up with flowers and all this stuff and put all the food on them and the whole um community would like scream and worship and chant as like these animals took the first fruits that they had now planned for yeah you know four or five six months i don't know how long crops are harvested for her, but <laughs> Um,
2: in Animal Crossing, it takes a day. So,
1: um, <laughs> just okay. kidding. don't put me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Animal Crossing. <laughs> I, I just was so impacted by that. And it even is reminding me now, like that's what stewardship is. You're like setting aside in the beginning, you're like making plans far in advance. Like there's so much space for like the spontaneity, the spontaneous generosity like Darren what you said I think is so beautiful like the Holy Spirit prompted me so I gave him the hundred dollar bill like yes yeah and that's what I think generosity is what I think tithing is what I think like giving your first fruits to the Lord is is that like in advance I'm going to be stewarding what I have knowing that this is the thing I'm going to bring and it's the best thing that I'm going to bring to the Lord
2: can I add yeah. just like that when when you first shared that with me I was like what's crazy is um and my limited knowledge of crops as well, is just that um, y- you never know how the crop is going to go. Is it going to be a good season? Is it going to be a bad yeah. season? So the fact that whatever is first fruit ki- that comes up is tied and this is dedicated to the Lord, it meant that if it was a bad crop, they're still going to be faithful and be like, this is mm. God's. This is yeah, God's. Yeah, that's good. And <laughs> like so, was,
1: Those might have been the only crops you got here. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, and so they're probably like, left like, in <laughs> asking the community asking their church yeah, to good. to receive their generosity because they were faithful to god first and yeah. i'm sure that it comes back they gave the first fruits to the church and i'm sure the church would take care of them but i feel like um just in, in light of that i think what you're talking about is like when you're dedicating that first there's this mindset that what i have is ultimate is first god's than mm-hmm. anything else and i think to go back to what we were talking about earlier is like um in our context like we we see that everything i work for my time my money it's mine mine it's like it's it's this is and mine and no one yeah. and no it's not it's not like when you're in the <laughs> church part of the the contract in jesus blood is that this is now god's this is god's yeah. family yeah and yeah. it's like and you're saying yes to that when you believe in him but we kind of like to kind of gloss over that because it's like yeah, that's great, but I really want to frame TV, or <laughs> that's just my like personal. Sin. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like it's like yeah yeah like on the
1: podcast that the Petrellos really want to frame TV. Yeah, yeah. No.
0: Well, we're, you we're guys are wrong. feeling very very no, generous. No, please. no, no, yeah. cut this off. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, send l- in your checks. L- l- let me let me let no. me
2: <laughs> let me rephrase that so you guys can take that out. <laughs> no, um, like I am the editor. I think in in. The American church, we have all the things that we want, not that we need. And that like Mm -hmm. kind of comes before like God. And so it's like, I want to go on vacation. I want to go on these things. And they're not bad wants. Mm -hmm. But the question and what Darren brought up is that your time, your finances, your energy, your resources, your gifts, are they brought to the Lord first? Mm -hmm. So everything Mm -hmm. needs to be brought to the Lord. Your family, like it's like, it's not... God added on top of that or God gets your leftovers. That I think essentially it was um, Cain's sin. Cain didn't bring God his best offering. Mm. Abel did. Abel brought him the first roots, brought him the best mm-hmm. of his of his stuff. And I don't think Cain did. And um, and that's like, that's the thing. It's like, are we bringing God our first and because he deserves it? And are we bringing that to the community because they deserve it? And that's what you see in Acts as like, there's this, there's this willingness to uh, care for one another, cover one another, be generous with one another so that there's no needs
0: among them. Mm-hmm. Well, just the, just the concept of first fruits and bringing God our best, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I am reminded by a poem that I wrote recently. Um, I, 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 Darren, Galinda, I'm gonna. I'm s- gonna. I'm gonna just it. step drop out it. there and drop it. Drop um, it. In a in an effort to bring a shameless plug for the Forge Creative Gatherings that we've been cultivating nice. here at Garden Church. And when you hear about it and you're a creative, we'd love to have you join us because we're called to make the world beautiful. Come on, come on. on. Mm-hmm. on. Paid right. sponsorship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> you paid send, send your checks
0: too <laughs> um, Send checks I w- <laughs> too I would love to, to just end with this no. As a means of bringing beauty Into this space of generosity yeah. And giving God our best Yeah. He moved with passion Often biting lower lip He moved with intention Considering every step Sweat dripped from waving head Arms flailed like palm trees caught in a storm. He danced. The crowd roared, but not for him. Cheers landed on deaf ears as his mind was enraptured by movement of body. His steps doubled and tripled. His eyes closed tightly shut. Grunts and moans burst out involuntarily. He moved. Fist flew. Shoulders swayed, pounding steps, all the effort in his body focused on a single task, the banner of his imagination repeating, It cannot cost me nothing. If it must be bought, it must be costly. If it must be sung with melody sweeter than honey. If it must be tasted with spices and flavors abundant. If it must be built only by skillful mastery. If it must be grown, only the purest and the spotless. If it must be written, every word only scratches the surface. If it must be played, the endless heavens cannot contain the songs. Mm -hmm. If it must be danced, only with all one's might, just like David did. Get out of here.
1: Get out. I like, just go. I just, you know, off the top of my head, just riffing. That's
0: so good. Beautiful. Um, but Beautiful. as we bring this, this conversation to a close, remembering that we're not just forgetting something that we want to remember at the end of a pay cycle. Mm. We're not mm. just trying to come through at the at the very edge. We're not just saying if I can afford it then I will. Yeah. We're almost in defiance. Yeah. With all of our might, with all that we have in our being, we're coming to the table, linking arms and saying the kingdom is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're coming in this all in. Mm-hmm. All of the, all the chips are down. Yeah, everything that we have is available mm-hmm. for God to use in beautiful ways. Yeah, and I just get excited thinking about that. I get excited when I hear stories of of, of a house church buying you a mattress. Mm-hmm. Seth, so good. Um, and Ooh. just so many opportunities that we've yet to be discovered. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're, we're stepping into a season of uh, Thanksgiving right now. The one that comes before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Get the Thanksgiving socks out. And, and gobble, <laughs> gobble. Who, who knows? Like, uh, Michael, we have, what, 200 Thanksgiving baskets? Yeah. And yeah. we're giving them away. Yeah. When is that? Do you know when that happens? That happens on... Next week. Next week. Tuesday. I don't really think we need it. A- I mean, I, I don't know if... I mean, we get to celebrate that. Yeah, we get and to celebrate. And
2: that's it. Yeah.
1: On Tuesday, we're going to give out 200 baskets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. With
1: frozen turkeys, lots of food. We're going to pray going to prophesy over people as they receive them. It's
0: going to be amazing. Yeah. And we're so looking forward to that. And I'm just so grateful for this space. Thank you guys for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing stories. Um, and I look forward to just being generous together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Loved it.
0: So good. Thanks. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Gardener's Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit garden.church.